0: If you align expectations with reality, you will never be disappointed. Terrell Owens.
1: He's kind of crazy. She's a little
0: insane. Keeping G really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings
1: play cast.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host Jamie Ward and as far as I know this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. What? How, how crazy is this? How crazy is this? You have the opportunity to listen to this episode on Thursday. Why is that crazy? Why should that be crazy? Because this is a Thursday podcast. It has always been a Thursday podcast. Yes, we usually used to record on Wednesdays to make sure it was getting out by Thursdays, and it, it has sort of fallen to a Sunday thing in, in the last year and a half that it's been running. That's kind of crazy we can say that, though. A year and a half. That's nothing to... I don't remember the expression. Something I at. No, maybe. Anyway, uh, we had a absolutely fascinating topic we wanted to go over some of the things that had gone on in the missing podcast that happened from last week not missing but the audio did not get saved and we will definitely definitely eventually sometime cover that story because it was fascinating and very slp and even though there is a topic for this week while looking up the quote i found out some stuff That is highly SLP-appropriate and needed to to share. Um, Well, quick quick catch-up, too. Uh, Last week was a very busy week. It was uh, chock-full of stuff, but fantastic. We went to Atlanta, and that is part of the reason why I'm missing the audio, because I forgot to save it, because we recorded in the car on the way. Also, hopefully, this should be the best quality podcast that has ever been. I know I've been talking about that multiple times, but this is a way, way overproduced episode. Uh, Equipment, technologically, there is no reason why a podcast this poor should be produced with the setup that is currently going on. If you feel the same way about this podcast, let us know at playbook at gmail.com and tell us your feelings about which audio setup you like the best. I think the only thing better is the one, like if, if this was recorded in the car with the same equipment, because that then provides a little bit of sort of sound boothy properties. But let's get into it because what a what a special episode this is this week. This is episode Get ready for it One hundred and this is part sixty of our special one hundred parter one hundredth episode, and it is amazing that's right. We've made it a hundred episodes also also, I know that people probably think that this is a running joke. You have probably felt like if you were a regular listener that you have dissected the sense of humor that this podcast is created with. And if you feel like you have a firm grasp on that, I want to tell you, you are probably wrong. And I don't mean that to criticize you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I just, I don't think that we get enough credit for how seriously intended this podcast is. Yes, there is elements of humor at some point, at some points, but is there not humor in the movie Silver Linings Playbook and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book? If you look at them where they they show up genre-wise looking for them, I know the movie shows up in dark comedies a lot. And I think it's way funnier than I think some people think it is. And I still wouldn't even consider it a comedy, genre-wise. I feel very much like it is a drama. It might be a romance film. And yet, it is very funny. So how much comedy makes something a comedy? Or does it have to do with the intent? That is all an aside for what I wanted to start off with, and that is something that, like I said, is not the main topic of this week's episode, but became very interesting to me when we were looking up the quote. Yes. Wait, oh wait, okay, I was saying all of that. This. Wait, no, did I, am I caught up? Am I caught up? I think, I think I made all the announcements, prefaces that I wanted to. All right, yes. So the quote, if you align your expectations with reality, you will never be disappointed. And that was a quote by Terrell Owens, and I thought that was an appropriate thing because we were going to talk about alignment this week, and when I was Googling quotes, of course I had to pull the one from a football player who spent part of his career on the Philadelphia Eagles, because the Philadelphia Eagles being probably the most important team to, um, to Pat Solitano in the movie Silver Linings Playbook, and, uh... Patricio, Patricio Solitano, in Silver Linings Playbook, the movie. Pat Peoples in the book, The Silver Linings Playbook, and Patricio Solitano, Peoples, I got that wrong, Patricio Peoples. Wait, is it? uh, That's weird. Anyway, um, let's just pretend like the authoritative host of the podcast that is solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and The Silver Linings Playbook, the book, did not screw up that little tidbit about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book right okay so we know that yes the Philadelphia Eagles are very important to the protagonist of both the movie and the book in fact not only the protagonist but also his therapist Dr. Cliff Patel they both go back and forth um You know that Pat's jersey in the movie, he is wearing a uh, Deshaun Jackson jersey. And in the book, he's wearing a Hank basket, a Hank basket jersey. So, Terrell Owens isn't the character that is mentioned, but he did spend time. So, let's go over his career briefly, because if you don't remember him... You probably don't follow football, but if you did in the last two decades, you probably heard of him. He had some controversies and ended up being a Hall of Famer. So he started his professional career with the NFL in San Francisco, 49ers 1996 to 2003. Then he went to the Eagles in 2004 through to 2005, he was a Dallas Cowboy from 2006 to 2008, he was on the Buffalo Bills in 2009, Cincinnati Bengals in 2010 the wait Allen Wranglers I I don't know what that is that must have been like a well okay so this is interesting it says 2012 Allen Wranglers and 2012 also he was on the Seattle Seahawks practice squad and then okay so and then that's where his NFL career ended a 2012 season on the Seattle Seahawks Skip a decade into the future. Right? He starts playing football again in 2022 for the FCF Zappers. Not not only that, he is currently on the roster for the Knights of D Gen. These are, are both uh was it? Um I just had it. Uh, sorry, our our producer ChatGPT is out this week. No, no, they're not. I'm just kidding. They're always around. What, uh, fan, what is it? Fan, uh, fan-controlled football. Fan-controlled football was a professional seven-on-seven indoor football league. Oh, they played two seasons in 2021 and 2022. Let's see, are they playing again this year? It doesn't matter. Uh, they were partnered with Twitch, Venn, Dazen, LX, and Peacock. Indoor Football League. So I'm guessing the Wranglers was also an FCF team. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Um, and he was eventually a Hall of Famer. Owens was not voted into the Pro football hall of fame in his first two years of eligibility despite being statistically ranked near the top of every nfl receiving category commentators attributed owens exclusion to his issues off the field in 2018 owens was voted into the hall of fame he subsequently caused controversy in his induction by skipping the official celebration in canton ohio and instead choosing to host his own celebration in mckenzie arena on the campus of the university of tennessee at chattanooga his alma mater Owens is the only inductee of the Hall of Fame to skip his induction and instead host a separate induction ceremony. <laughs> Which is fantastic. That, that is a total uh, Terrell Owens move. Okay, well, let's get into the topic that we... Did we close out the thing that we were going to talk about? I guess I closed the window. All right, I don't think we're going to have time to actually get into what I wanted to do this week. Full what No, I'm going to say that we are we're probably going to have a two-part er er this week because there's a lot of information I have to give that will set up what we will probably get to next week unless we end up having enough time this week. But I don't ever have a very good sense of how long this podcast is taking, how long I have enthusiasm for doing it, or whether it will get done at all. So let me start off by telling you the goal of what I would like to do. What I found out this last week when we were in the car, we were talking about alignment. And apparently just like I very much enjoy looking up the different personality types the, I'm blanking on it, I think it's the MBTI personality types uh, for different people's personality types which are often applied, they actually take these HR principled breakdowns of different character traits that are used in a lot of Human Resources, Hiring, and or Job Placement, Career Field, and Counseling Sessions by Companies. And they apply those uh, uh, characteristics to different fandoms, right? So another one that is very popular, again, I am probably discovering something for the first time this last couple of weeks that everybody has known about for far longer, and that is alignment charts. What are alignment charts? I did not even know how, what these were called originally. I had seen a few, and references to such things on memes and the internet, and people talk about them, but it has become so referenced in pop culture that a lot of people, it comes from the role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons, if you were not tracking on that. But like I said, it is so referenced in pop culture and social media that even people that don't have a strong familiarity with Dungeons & Dragons may be popular with this concept and or meme style uh, category. And it might be the kind of thing that sort of makes sense enough. I I didn't exactly understand it and, and we talked about it a little bit on the trip But uh, we are going to go over exactly what it is from the Wikipedia to get a better understanding because I have not, so I have not thought about it in between then and now and what I would eventually like to do is to create the character alignment chart for Silver Linings Playbook because when we looked there did not appear to be one on the internet which is kind of crazy because everything is on the internet even the future is on the internet so that really shows a big big hole in the Silver Linings Playbook fandom and fan base there is other Silver Linings Playbook fan fiction but as far as my research has has gone And when Katie was looking around, neither of us could find a Silver Linings playbook character alignment chart. So let's dive into what this is because I still don't have a firm grasp of how we categorize these things. Do you have some information that I... No, I'm just very curious. Okay. So... uh, In Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game, alignment is a characterization of the ethical and moral perspectives of player characters, non-player characters, and creatures. Most versions of the game features a system in which players make two choices for characters. One is the character's view on law versus chaos, and the other good versus evil. The two axes allow for nine alignments in combination. Later editions of D&D have shifted away from trying tying alignment to specific game mechanics. Instead, alignment is used as a role-playing guide and does not need to be rigidly adhered to by the player. According to Ian Livingstone, alignment is often criticized as being arbitrary and unreal, (laughs) but it works if played well and provides a useful structured framework for which not only characters, but government and worlds can be molded.
1: Yes. (laughs) I like, okay, so remember how we, I think that was part of the thing. I'm sorry, can I interrupt? Yes. Oh, no, I want to... Okay, sorry. Well,
0: yeah, no, okay, yeah, you want to... You
1: know. No, I was just going to say, uh, remember when we were talking in the car, like, we don't quite understand it or something like that? Yes. I did some research after the fact. Oh, they do. Okay. Uh, a little bit more, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, I have struggles with what are the difference between morals and ethics and stuff like that, because we've talked about that in the past. Not, like, issues like, oh, I'm amoral or anything like that, but, like, the lines can be blurred for me sometimes, but...
0: Oh, that a very confusing topic. I don't think anybody knows. That's why this, is yeah. why this chart is so interesting to me mm-hmm. because uh, it is, I feel like it helps an understanding of it, um, even for those, including myself, who don't have a full grasp on what all these terms mean, but putting them on a grid. Uh, at least gives us some frame of reference, yeah. I guess. But yeah. And when
1: you're talking about um, like world building and things like that, that actually is like one of the things that I was reading that kind of put it into context a little bit better for me. Because I mean, yeah, like I've played D but that was one of the things that some people kind of cast it aside or whatever. But um, it's like if you take like Breaking Bad for a good is a pretty good example. Is they have a character arc. So he goes and, like, like I don't know if we've talked about how he goes from being, like, perfectly, like, lawful good to chaotic, like, crazy, like, all the way evil, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still, like, some speculation on, on what. But he has a full alignment character arc where he goes through each, each phase. But that's what makes the game playing, if you're playing Dungeons & Dragons, some people just play to, like, you know, Smash and... Slash and Smash, and or... What is it? Slash and... Hack and Slash, sorry. Like Hack and Sack, New (laughs) Jersey. No, Hack and Slash, you know, where you're just bam, 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 like killing stuff, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people do actually love the role-playing, like when we watch Dimension 20, or those other types of um, Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing type things. um, It helps you add depth to your characters and things like that, and you can actually... You can, I mean, you can be very vocal about, you know, the changes that they make, or you can stay hidden, where you can evolve your character to go one way or the other, because usually, at like the end of a campaign or something like that, if you are role playing, they kind of do come to like full fruition with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. No, it's funny you mentioned
0: uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. too, because I think it wasn't that one of the charts Breaking. that we looked up. And yeah, we, we looked up Breaking Bad. Uh, we found it very controversial.
1: And, it was Better, better, call, better Saul. call Saul. Better
0: Call Saul. And even, even the people that had created them couldn't seem to come up with a consensus of where they believed these characters are. And but I think also, that's what makes the show so good. But is, that's also
1: yeah. what makes these alignment charts very interesting mm-hmm. because it's your perception, also. Like you perceive them that way, so maybe that also ties into what your moral or ethical things. And also are. they're
0: shifting, so I think I think that's another yeah, so thing that fluid we, we yeah. should have looked at. That that maybe we would have felt the chart was more accurate if it had said this is the characters at the beginning of the show versus, versus the, the end, end yeah. or even throughout when mm-hmm. and because also th- those characters being dynamic is one of the things that makes them interesting. Yeah, I think,
1: and that's also. Like you can you can make your character in Dungeons and Dragons or something like that um, start out a certain way, Mm -hmm. but they may arc in a totally different way. And then also you can you know, you look at that chart almost as like a, a reference point to be, okay. well, I want my character to move like even though they're like a true neutral when they start it they want to move eventually more towards evil but if you let the dungeon master or your other characters and stuff like that kind of know that that's your intention they can either consciously like take that into account and try to push you the opposite way or they can pretend that they don't even know about it you know like so there's there's ways that you can still create all of this very interesting world building and character development and stuff, where you actually get to role play. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like you know, it's how how do you want to play it? How do you think other people are going to play it? And that also puts you into a character alignment in real life. Mm-hmm. So it can be really fun. We should do character alignments for some of your.
0: We should we like scripts. this is this is the new thing I'm excited because I've done the MBTI for a lot of the characters and that was helpful in writing because it gave me. Guidance on where what the characters would do when I wasn't sure what their choice should be, but mm-hmm. this is I think this ties in even more to storytelling than MBTI because that's yeah. a very job related thing mm-hmm. and it. Um, so well, That's the thing.
1: It's like yeah. It's like you you also might learn something about your character and like if you were to put like you know say say um, Pat from Silver Linings Playbook where would you where would you put him at the beginning of the film version
0: this oh this is so tough and mm. also cuz cuz i like i need to read again about what all these like clearly he, he he well you see he thinks of himself as good and he's trying to follow his rules in fact rules is a very interesting thing cuz he keeps saying rules to himself mm-hmm. he's like i have to do this i have to do this but he's also in the institution for assault. hmm So he's broken the laws of the land, but he's following his own moral code and he's trying to Ooh. be the best. So
1: he could be like a person neutral. He almost.
0: could. Yeah.
1: Because he still wants oh, sorry.
0: Um. And I think you were talking when when you were talking <laughs> about that there's 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 the people that are um like yeah, was was it the neutral that uh follows most laws but doesn't feel beholden to the letter of that completely. Yeah, they're
1: still going to follow their own like their own intuition and things like that yes. too supposedly. But again, there's arguments that can be made. That's that's what makes it so beautiful because it is it isn't an absolute. And then also like again, if you're in one of these nine squares, you can lean to these other ones. You just like like I guess it's a guideline where you don't want to, um, well, unless you're like chaotic, like a true chaotic, um, then you can go basically wherever, I guess. Um, that's why I always try to choose the, the more the chaotic. It's funny because oh,
0: my my interest in this got peaked too even before our deep dive conversation into this when you had jokingly said something, where you said that you thought I would be something, in real life you had said that like sometimes you you can be (laughs) you
1: can be like a like a devil's advocate in a way so um i don't know but again that's that's my (laughs) (laughs) me moi um well that's that's also again it's it's the perception of the other person so you know if you if if we're gonna stick to like role-playing and not actual humanity um that can also you know that can get you in trouble in role playing especially if you're with a group of like a group of people that aren't necessarily a well-trusted band of whatever's like going together on a like a um a united mission or something like that
0: I'm also uh, very people curious can people yeah. can
1: come up with whatever and they can throw everybody for a loop and they can totally throw your campaign for a whole loop because you think because they're claiming that they're lawful whatever They're going to go naturally this way, Mm -hmm. but they might lean a little bit here and then lean a little bit more this way. And then before you know it, they're actually, you know, chaotic or something. So, and then that might slip past you. That can also, I mean, it depends on, it depends on like, again, also like your dungeon master and stuff like that. If they're aware of that, they might throw some things Does the dungeon master
0: have an alignment or is it only the character? No. No, The dungeon master is, No.
1: man, I don't even know. I might not be the authority on this anymore since it's been so long and I've I'm cleared well, out some of those boxes. They said that they even like
0: changed the, the rules and it's become a controversial thing. But yeah. I'm, gu- I'm guessing they would... Hmm, well, that's it, depends, interesting. it also depends
1: on how much you want to share with your dungeon master too. Like Some people, they're like, hey, I need to know what your alignment is so that I can do this kind of stuff. And some people like to stick specifically to stuff. But like, if you start out your campaign, and you know your level one or something, and you are a true neutral. By the end of the campaign, you might be totally, completely evil, and that can be a result of either the way that you play your character, or that the way that the dungeon master presents certain challenges <laughs> or things like that, and it might pull you in a direction. Or you might even have like a whole story that you like a backstory and stuff like that that you wrote for your character, and you might be faced with a bunch of crossroads during the campaign that the dungeon master throws at you and you might be like, oh crap, I thought that they were gonna have like this beautiful um, uh, redemption arc or something like that. When they're throwing all these things at you and your character, you're trying to think, if you're role playing, you're trying to think how that character would respond. And if they've just been getting shit on and shit on and shit on by the other players, they might go the complete opposite way. So, it's all this beautiful, organic thing that you know just happens over over time, yeah, which is also you know how humanity works, I guess, so it's just it's fun to think about all the different types of things
0: it is I'm going to go over one of the charts that I think we looked at, and I don't remember all these characters' names, and it doesn't have them on this chart, so please excuse me, some of it will be just a but this this will give you a good reference because again like i haven't done a deep dive into fully understanding what all of these uh boxes axes mean but we can if if you're following along and and need a visualization too before we get too far into this um as an example this is a chart that is of uh, the cast of better call saul the characters from Better Call Saul, not the cast. I hope all the cast is nice and lawfulish people. But uh, okay, so so in the upper left-hand box, we have the head lawyer from the law firm that Jimmy goes to after he leaves Hamlin's. Uh, the the older guy in in New Mexico or something or something it's far it's far away from the original y'all remember okay anyway say what
1: his brother
0: no uh, the the guy with glasses um it's the big law firm that he gets a job with and then he keeps screwing up and he basically leaves as soon as he keeps leaving when he goes, you remember, I don't, remember, I don't remember his and it's name. That but he, guy,
1: it's that guy. It's that actor too that I can't remember
0: his also, name. He is. He's also, and he's a comedy actor too, yeah. and he's been in like all the Christopher Guest movies and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he keeps giving Jimmy a shot. And y'all remember the show? It was a really good show. If you don't know what I'm talking about check it out. Skip to season six, too. It won't hey, make any sense. Was that the
1: one that was playing the guitar in his office Yeah. Something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I feel so bad that I can't remember the actor's name. I know, and, name. and it's funny because he
0: is a lawful good character, and he was, like, a super nice, and, like, he was just was nice, and oh, okay. and, uh, um, so, the
1: Oh, my gosh. Every time I type Better Call Saul, I spell Call C-A-U-L.
0: I do! <laughs> I did, too! Just, like, Cauliflower! Yeah. C-A-U-L. <laughs> um, so the next in the top middle box we have neutral good and the character there is Howard Hamlin. And that um I think that sort of it makes Clifford Maine. Cliff, Clifford Maine. Yeah. Clif- Main, yeah.
1: Davis and Maine, yeah.
0: Davis and uh does it have the actor there the,
1: I'm looking up something different hold on no okay. let me look. I'm that's, sorry that's okay. cuz I found a screen rant about well, it's the, kind of fair cuz all know. the lawyers ranked but I on. don't know
0: any of the wait hmm. that is fa- mm, right how, I know uh, Ed Begley Jr. Yes! Yes! Yeah 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 i yeah, yeah. I'm sorry Ed. yeah Yeah uh, that that even seems like an appropriate name
1: so, is he count. in Better... Or is he in Breaking Bad as well? Did he appear? It,
0: those, those oh, things? no, they're
1: saying he should have appeared in Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, yeah. That. Who is the
1: evilest character in Breaking Bad?
0: Oh, wow. What a... Um, It's his son. It's, uh... It is his... It is Walt's son, Walt Jr. Really? Yes, because if they they spent all their money on his health care, oh, if they had oh, not okay. done that, then then Walt would have had enough money for his own treatment. And his son is so ungrateful. He just asks for stuff and then hates his... De- like, they, they gave him everything. They gave him a life. They gave him crutches. They supported all his hobbies. And his his son... Really caused him to become the the meth magnate that he became.
1: I was gonna blame the cancer, but uh, I'm kidding. But it's actually Jack Weckler or Welker.
0: <laughs> Jack Jack Welker? Who's yeah. who's that? I don't.
1: I bet when I show you his face. Yeah, yeah.
0: From Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. not Better Call Saul. I don't remember that character mm. at all. Jack Welker that's is uh is he the dea
1: uh i also chief? think that he had another person that was almost as evil but uh uncle jack
0: uncle jack i still don't remember he's uncle the leader jack.
1: of the criminal gang with the white supremacists neo-nazi things hmm. his his uh hmm. his nephew todd hmm.
0: i remember okay I, I, know who, I didn't here's the problem I kind of remember him.
1: Yeah, but he was.
0: I watched the series twice, but I did not watch season five twice because I did. I didn't like it the first time. He does actually have a
1: better called Saw cameo apparently as well. But now Todd, I would say, is probably up there too. But hold on.
0: Todd's interesting. I th- I feel like he he he's interesting because he starts like he is one of the. Uh, evil characters, but I feel like he's he's like a lawful evil, isn't he? He's like trying to do the right things within his organization, right? Or is he not? Or is he? I don't remember. I
1: don't. Also, it's funny they say, "Why does Todd look so different at El Camino?" Uh, season season five is so yeah the Aryan really... Brotherhood stuff. Uh, okay, Jesse Plemons didn't understand Todd until Je- oh Breaking Beds yeah Jesse Plemons. So the guy that plays Todd. Uh, I guess he's the one that convinces his uncle to spare Jesse's life in the desert.
0: Yeah. See, that's... that's...
1: See, okay, so Jack's gang, those are the ones that... Oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're just talking about the El Camino stuff, too. This is interesting.
0: That's weird. Uncle Jack. I guess he is... That... Huh.
1: He's shot in the head by Walter White after being wound, uh, wounded. from Oh, spoilers. Sorry. Man, yeah. we need to rewatch all this. Because you don't even know about the color theory stuff yet.
0: I, oh, yeah. I remember you told me that during Better Call Saul. Yeah, and that's why I
1: was wondering if they had carried something over. Yeah, we should have watched Breaking Bad again that before
0: wasn't. right then. Because even then. Because I remember when we were watching Better Call Saul and we got really excited. We're like, it's about to. It's catching up. It's going to cross over and it and it did and it was amazing and i got most of it but i i feel like and we
1: also try to figure out when the timelines yeah because Uh like i think that maybe we should uh oh i wonder if there's like a way like you know how we watched like or we're watching still (laughs) uh buffy and angel yes i wonder if there's a way to watch
0: just a watching order for those breaking
1: bad better call Saul and el camino um and maybe some, there might be even some other spin spinoff. Also, stuff.
0: yes, uh, Black Mirror season six, episode three. Oh yeah, two where Jesse goes to space with Josh Hartnett from Pearl Harbor. Yes, also on the uh, faculty. You know, <laughs> which you note know, recognized. I I couldn't figure. Have y'all seen Josh Hartnett now? Katie recognized him. Instantly.
1: No, not instantly. I did. Well, you, you knew you knew him, him, and I couldn't. <laughs> it can't be Josh, he, Hart,
0: but I couldn't remember his he name. He looks like a, a he, dad. Yes, like I could see him like in a like fancy a dad Christian movie. Well, for, for the beginning of the episode, but, but they they also make him look like that. He starts off being like, well, I guess he's a robot too or something, and Is he's like, he? well, the the body. Because he's, he's made up really nice. Oh, when, yeah, no, when what they is go it to called? the space station. Oh, wait, hold on
1: spoilers. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So that was actually a current show that I talked is just about. A huge, uh, <laughs> they they,
1: they uh, are out of the office this week again. So we are at our, or, yeah, the, the studio yeah. is at its own accord. Yeah. Um, now, also, yeah, what was it called? A replica? Not, well, not a replica. Yeah, a, rep, a, repli- mm. a replica. No, I don't want to say that because that sounds like the AI app. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Sorry, we do not condone. uh, (laughs) I'm I'm taking a page out of your (laughs) book. But uh, oh man, that actually like I I wish we could find a way. I mean, no, not wish. I know that we can find a way to tie that in as well. Um, Well, maybe not because I don't think I've actually. Also,
0: wait, you haven't seen BoJack Horseman, have you?
1: Not yet.
0: That, Aaron Paul plays the secondary character in that mm-hmm. and that character also could totally be Jesse Pinkman well, bef- I told you either that- before or after the character actually... here's a funny thing I want to say about Aaron Paul he's great a lot of people complain when an actor plays the exact same character uh, same every character they play is the same but he has been good in so far as everything he's been cast in has been appropriate for him to be him so i can't even tell how good of an actor he is in the in the spectrum of acting and roles all i know is i have enjoyed him very much in everything i've ever seen him in it doesn't hurt that he's been in One of the best, yeah.
1: No, what I'm I am deep diving right now. One of
0: the one of the best TV shows of all time, and that's not coming from me, that's coming from lists of uh Breaking Bad is probably it's got to be in the top top TV shows of all time. Um, and and Bojack Horseman has got to be one of my personal favorite shows of all time and very, very high and if you're going to go to the subcategory of adult animated series it's got to be way up there because honestly almost nothing about it really needed to like it has to be animated because clearly the main character is a horse and there's a lot of animals and it is kind of weird but yet much like I always said King of the Hill could have been a live action show sort of who? almost king of the hill it was it was very grounded oh and yeah. like it like it I'm was, sorry, anima- was <laughs> it's okay it, it would have been but like it um yeah and oddly enough i i always feel that way about bojack horseman that it could be a the stories are very grounded. There's nothing kind of crazy, except for random animals, that, which was such a weird... It's funny. I almost didn't even watch it because I wasn't a fan of the animation style starting out, but Man. it was okay, so so good.
1: I'm totally down no, a ridiculous rabbit hole. That's what this
0: podcast is. <sighs> Hold we, on. We, we were never... talking
1: about um, crap.
0: Aaron, Paul, the, Aaron uh, Paul, Uncle Uncle Jesse. Nope,
1: not Uncle Jack. Uh, Uncle Jack, Uncle but, Jesse, okay, totally so different. But also Horseman, most evil character. And all I could think about was you're talking about like like adult animated series, and I'm like I, I was just gonna give a shout out to Seth Green, um. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like I'm not obsessed, but like it's. Dude, I he's even, wonderful. Dude, I even had a dream about him when I took a nap after you had left earlier today. Oh no! Should no, not concern? like that. I, no. Wait, no, it's we okay. Were, it's, you and I were uh, were tasked or hired or something to film some like uh, some of like the creative. Um, uh, yeah. Not, uh, what is it called? Not experience um, process. The creative process uh-huh. of something that some people were working on um, that we knew that wasn't, like, you know, huge, big, like, huge, huge production something or other. Yeah. But it was, like, kind of, like, mid-tier people. It was mostly, like, uh, like again, I had this super cinematic, super cinematic dream where we're all just, like, in this, like, you know, kind of green roomy like, conference type yeah. thing or whatever. Um, Seth Green had a burgundy polo that was made out of, like, kind of worn out cottony material like not like the one that you're wearing that's green right now mm-hmm. but like similar but it was like it was just like a like a regular like a polo that was like a like a dark burgundy kind of purpley color um and he was bringing trays up to this like 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 from this little cafeteria area that we had all had catering or something. Like you would have it like an employee dining room at a casino, like mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the EDR at MGM or something. You put your tray up on a conveyor belt and then you have the kitchen and stuff where you just kind of bring it up. So he was bringing other trays up and I had, I had come up to bring mine up and he had taken it out of my hand and we were talking about uh, the White Horse Tavern, I think was what his uh, NFT thing was.
0: Um, oh, yeah, you showed me that the concept he had for a
1: yeah, TV it was an NFT with, TV show white, I think it was it was called White Horse Tavern or White Horse Inn. Uh, yeah, and
0: that looked fantastic. That is a huge shame that something went well, wrong. Well, yeah, he got
1: hacked, so his NFT, that. which was bored ape, uh, got robbed from him. Um, but then I was thinking, oh man concerned ape is the people that make stardew valley and i don't know where this all came from but yeah that's what i'm saying it, it, it did have a tie-in here i think you were talking about adult animation and i'm like no yeah. but have you heard about this thing that never came to fruition that i really want to see um but i really like i just i don't know i just i really feel like that's still somebody okay so anyway in the in the weird dream i'm it's not about me i'm sorry i'm talking about my stupid dream but like that's okay. We had like this like really good conversation, and you walked up and we were talking about developing another half animated half live action show. So like I, I feel like I'm just like manifesting this bullshit. I would totally love train. to.
0: I would love to do a show that was half animated, half live action, or yeah. half puppets. Because I mean like, or something exactly. Well,
1: like you know, give a shout out to. Uh, like Frog Wilson?
0: And like- I never even watched Greg the Bunny, but I know what it is, was. And I always liked the idea. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Um, also, real quick, we're going to go super quick. I like. I, I get distracted. We will get back on to the Better Call Saul thing. But I, I just want to... I'm very disappointed. There is a full house alignment chart, but no Silver Linings playbook. Uh, well,
1: it's really also good. been around
0: a lot. Michelle is neutral, good. I don't even remember who half these characters are. I know that's the Olsen twin. But uh, Stephanie, chaotic, good. Aunt Becky, true, neutral. Uncle Joey, chaotic, neutral. <laughs> DJ, lawful, neutral. Uncle Jesse, chaotic, good. Kimmy, chaotic, neutral. Okay, it's an it's alignment. I guess it's not the chart for them all filled out. Danny, lawful, good. Okay, okay. Some, Do
1: they have both of the Olsen twins on there because I know that one was a little what, bit more chaotic than the other right now. Maybe no. Whenever whenever the other anyway. one wasn't crying. And then things. then I got uh, <laughs> look at that, Excited
0: look at about the 10 worst side characters on full. I don't remember anything about this show except for the Olsen twins were on it and uh like the dads were all comics. Or they Oh, cuz I and cuz I got to uh work with dave coulier for a weekend in florida once and he was super cool um uh, denise frazier is one of the hated uh most hated supporting characters nelson Ooh. burkhard D- denise frazier um, oh yeah
1: yeah i think I...
0: nelson burkhard did
1: you ever watch any of the olsen twins like mary kate
0: nashley movies no i remember more about the films that i remember uh I think there was one, It Takes Two. Yes, It Takes Two. With, uh... Mary-Kate and
1: Ashley Olsen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: um, oh, the lady from... Okay. Um, Cheers. Uh, and oh. and who was the... Uh, let's see. I know, because this was, this was when... This came out when um, we went to it. Once. My whole family. It, it takes two movie. it Which was a 1995 family comedy. Christy Alley, Steve, Steve Alley. And Steve Gutenberg.
1: Yes! We were just talking. It's, that's exactly it. Because, oh my gosh. Rest in peace. Uh, not him. Uh, wait. Wait,
0: I think both of them, actually. Oh man, really? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Right. Wait, yeah. I th- I no, think no, no, no.
1: So. Steve Gutenberg I think is, I think is still alive. Because I think we just looked him up the other day. We did look him up the the other
0: day. Oh, no, because he's in The Little Mermaid.
1: Yes, no, exactly. No, but Kirstie Alley
0: passed away. Yes, I'm thinking, I'm... Am I thinking of John Ritter?
1: Uh, No, but they did just, uh, just find Julian Sands' remains. Remember the one that I said, he's a very gaunt actor. And, like, of course, like, when I looked him up, they actually... Julian Sands. The Warlock. Remember who I'm talking about? I don't remember. He was he was uh, hiking on Ma- d- uh, Mount Baldy back in January.
0: Oh, I do remember that you've been on the... But I was like,
1: oh my gosh, he's freaking awesome. He was, yeah, Warlock. You've um,
0: been on the lookout for him for a while. Yes, I, d- I do remember that there was an actor that was missing launch. and you were very concerned. Most recently in The Piper, a 2023 movie, Seneca... On the creation of earthquakes, the ghosts of Monday, the ghosts of Borley Reactor, the
1: survival of, benediction,
0: Death Rider in the House of Vampires, Bobbleheads, the movie, yeah, ballet, Into the Dark, The Gardens of Mists. Yeah, but he was always
1: like playing like painted
0: bird.
1: He always played like he did all these like kind of B roll type things, but he was always really good. Oh, he was in, uh, was it Rose Red? Remember the Stephen King thing that we were talking about the other day? Yes, and then that we were... watched a third of. Yes, because we were comparing him and... to uh, Liam Neeson in The Haunting, I believe. Not comparing, but we're like, oh, similar, but not he the same. He was in
0: Moonraker. He was the mm-hmm. voice of Q. He was on the blacklist, which I've heard. Oh, he was in the... Wait. Oh, he was in Thunder... Oh, he did a lot of voice acting. hmm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, his face is very, very familiar, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't qu- um, go
1: back to like go back to like the '90s and the '80s, maybe early 2000s.
0: Man, he was, he was in a he's lot been
1: in a lot of stuff from he was in to Call to of Law, Duty. Yeah. hmm He did a so, lot of voice acting, but no, like his actual movies:
0: Stargate, The Ark of mm-hmm. Truth, Ocean's Thirteen.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, Ocean's Twelve was not as bad as everybody.
1: I agree Thanks I actually Like we were talking about that Like how Oh see our, Yeah Stargate SG-1 DisneyS3. He played one. a couple in that one Or something like that Yeah um, He's done a lot of Rose Red Yes Rose Red
0: 2002
1: mm-hmm. um, The limited series
0: Wait Time Code? Is that yeah. one of the movies we watched? When Is that that That's not the movie we watched <clears> When we were watching You remember when we were watching <gasps> we Like the it, time on. travel movie? We, we got in like a time travel kick
1: And Wait, Ooh, no. no, 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 that's Selma Hayek. No, but that guy, too, looks familiar. Anyway. Um,
0: Wait, but that's not him. That's not it, no. No, 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 that's re- not it.
1: No, maybe he just had a small supporting okay. role in that one. No, we did not We did not watch that one, but maybe that was something we looked up when we were looking up Black Mirror and we saw, uh, saw Selma Hayek. Salma Hayek.
0: Yes, which appa- oh, apparently... Uh, the Mandolo effect is in full force Mandela. because the I Jello am sure effect. the
1: Man-jello effect.
0: her name used to be Selma it, you, it, there's no way it's always been Selma there's there's is, is it all right all right hold on um, there's
1: another one um end of summer Chicago oh, keep going see like he did like all these like super B like- biker
0: mice from Mars yeah
1: <laughs> No, but like he's been in so many things and he's always like your favorite like villain or like sketchy kind of guy. But then like a lot of these he does actually have like a redemption arc and stuff like that too. But he was so good.
0: He's at, been in a lot of And Warlock, films. Warlock,
1: Warlock. That's the biggest one.
0: Yeah, the whole friend the the friend in he's in several of those.
1: Yeah. Um But yeah, like I wanna say like eighties and nineties and stuff, he was all over stuff especially like if you didn't get to have cable and stuff like that or go to the theaters and stuff you saw him a lot in the made for TV movies and stuff and he was incredible and he was also like apparently like a really awesome dude but they he died doing what he loved
0: Wait, oh this was not the same this is a film The Killing Fields I got this mistaken because do you remember we watched that documentary that was sort of like it was, I, oh, I yeah, thought that yeah. was but about it was that was crazy you're
1: talking about the oh the yeah.
0: one with the like the political gangsters talking about making talking about the massacres that they had committed yeah uh, um, the
1: act of killing
0: yeah oh my yeah. goodness that, that was like 2012
1: man a... and like that's also like incredible that that's like if you want to talk about a character arc there not even a character arc but like the way that they start that documentary, and they were like the the actual people that they like the documentarians or cinematographers and uh-huh. stuff were like filming, they put it all into their hands. What do you want to make this about? And they guided it, and then towards the end of it, oh man, that's a like chilling. Also, hey, we should um, we should watch exterminate all the brutes again. I know that's a it's a really. Dense and heavy, and just there's a lot of information in that one because I think it's like really, really long. Uh, also, um, but I never got to finish it because I really wanted to read those other books.
0: Um, What's oh, I guess it? it's
1: a it's a it's a series. Then I'm sorry, I thought it was like one big long documentary but it's a four-part uh, it's a four-part series um, and it's it's most of the people that were involved were like you know kind of controversial and, and whatnot um, it's Raoul Peck if you know who that is
0: I don't is that that's the document? No, document Raoul Peck or? is the. Uh, that's an it was actor. Written
1: by him, but "Exterminate All the Brutes" is a four-part docu-series, um, and it's about. Um, it's actually like it's a, internationally co-produced, miniseries about like colonization, genocide, and and things like that. Um, but there's. there's books that he references, uh, several times, one of which, uh, has been pretty much, like, banned or, like, taken off the shelves and stuff like that, but I can still get them in the libraries, and I had a copy, um, sent over here at one point, because I wanted to, I wanted to read the, um, the indigenous one before I read the, like, not Americanized, but, like, it's a yeah, a people's his. I think it's it's a people's history. Let me look it up. I'm sorry. A people's history of the United States. Um. Yeah, uh, Howard Zinn, that author. Um. Nonfiction, like he's also a, like a historian, political scientist. Um. But he gives a different side of history from the more traditional fundamental nationalist glorification of the country, in quotes. Um, But it's really hard to like, find copies of the book because I guess like it was like not banned, but it was like pulled. And then there's also um, an indigenous peoples, which is written by a female author. um which is roxanne dunbar ortiz so he mentions both of those books in like the first segment of that documentary i'm totally hijacking your podcast i'm sorry
0: there is no podcast i mean there is a podcast but it's not a bit like it's fine i hijack my own podcast every week i was uh one hundred episodes and sixty parts ago I set out to create a podcast solely devoted about talking about Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook The Book. And one of the important things about this podcast to me was Oh wow well, it's back on Amazon. And sorry. Let it be what it is going to be
1: both of those books like i'd like to read them before i finish it but i also don't want that documentary to like disappear from hbo or hulu or wherever it's on right now before i get to watch it but um do you remember do you remember like when you had first gotten here i was like oh i gotta go pick up that book because i really want to read it and then it sat here because yes yeah i didn't get to read it so i had to return it because i had to like get it from some way far away other library
0: yes I remember that you had it but I, I didn't remember the title of it or something it, it was something the people's history of the United the
1: indigenous or an indigenous it, people's history of the united an indigenous
0: States. people's history of the United States
1: yeah and then the other one this one that I have not been able to get because this is the one that is really really hard to find and it's like, only
0: five dollars
1: I saw that that's thrifted books um but again I think that it was like taken I don't know unless it's back that's the thing I think it was really difficult to find which is why I couldn't find like a purchasable copy that wasn't like I think when I first searched for it it was like going for like 60 to 100 dollars or something but it looks like it may be back in print and I wonder if it's abridged or something is abridged the right word
0: they cut out pieces to make it shorter
1: Shorter in quotations. But
0: I don't think they do that for
1: redacted version?
0: That uh... I don't know. There might be a thing I don't know like what the technical I don't. Term. I don't know. I'm
1: sorry. I'm just very interested in reading, like reading them and yeah perspectives and stuff. Sorry. We can we can, edit we that can out. read
0: them. No, it's like this. Uh, that nothing gets edited out of this podcast except for things that are too controversial to. Error like that time i talked about all right well that wraps up this episode <laughs> of the silver linings playcast uh sorry we did w- so this might actually become a three-parter or er, or er, or er, um what because i guess we're gonna have to talk about what the alignment chart is next week and then then the week after that we can probably start to delve into uh where are the characters from silver linings playbook the movie and the silver linings playbook the ba- book Fallen to that chart. If you already have some ideas or want to do some research on your own, hit us up. We're on all social media platform. Well, we're on two of the social media platform. I think I know we got a Facebook. Um, and uh, we're but, on, but uh, what is it? Truth. Yeah, uh. we're on internet. We're on the web somewhere, and you can. Always email us at Silverlinings Playbook. No, 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 don't don't email mail us there because we won't get it. We're at Silverlinings Playcast at gmail.com. That's S-I-L-V-E-R-L-I-N-I-N-G P-L-A-Y-C-A-S-T at G, as in golf, Mike Alpha, India, Lima, dot charlie oscar mike silver playcast at gmail.com no the at the beginning even though this is a podcast that covers both the movie and the the book now was
1: that mike
0: as in microphone or mike as in michael Click. mike <laughs> as in uh michael because m-i-k-e i think mike india kilo echo Mike. <laughs> that's the phonetic alphabet if y'all are anyway thanks for tuning in this week and every week tune tune in no thank you thanks for tuning in this week tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this for all the latest on silver linings playbook the movie and the silver linings playbook the book and until next time we'll see you down the road
1: but first try uh, vanilla ice cream wrapped in a fruit roll-up and... Excelsior.
0: And Excelsior. Never struggle, we face the silver lining to embrace. Join us as we journey through the ups and downs of Silver Linings Playbook 2. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, where we discover the light in the past. Each episode, we'll share and learn the power of connection and... Self return, yeah.